Thursday, November 2, The Law and Sin We often hear folks say that in the New Covenant, the law has been abolished, and then they proceed to quote texts that they believe prove that point. The logic behind the statement, however, is not quite sound, nor is the theology. Consider the following texts. What do these texts tell us about the relationship between law and sin? Here is 1 John 2, verses 3 through 6, and chapter 3, verse 4. Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And here is Romans 3, verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. A few hundred years ago, Irish writer Jonathan Swift wrote, But will any man say that if the words drinking, cheating, lying, stealing were by act of Parliament ejected out of the English tongue and dictionaries, we should all awake next morning temperate, honest, and just, and lovers of truth? Is this a fair consequence? From the book A Modest Proposal and Other Satires. In the same way, if God's law has been abolished, then why are lying, murder, and stealing still sinful or wrong? If God's law has been changed, then the definition of sin must be changed too. Or, if God's law was done away with, then sin must be as well. And who believes that? In the New Testament, both the law and the gospel appear. The law shows what sin is. The gospel points to the remedy for that sin, which is the death and resurrection of Jesus. If there is no law, there is no sin. And so, what are we saved from? Only in the context of the law and its continued validity does the gospel make sense. We often hear that the cross nullified the law. That is ironic, because the cross shows that the law cannot be abrogated or changed. If God did not abrogate or even change the law before Christ died on the cross, why do it after? Why not get rid of the law after humanity sinned and thus spare humanity the legal punishment that violation of the law brings? That way, Jesus never would have had to die. Jesus' death shows that if the law could have been changed or abrogated, it should have been done before, not after the cross. Thus, nothing shows the continued validity of the law more than does the death of Jesus, a death that occurred precisely because the law could not be changed. If the law could have been changed to meet us in our fallen condition, wouldn't that have been a better solution to the problem of sin than Jesus having to die? If there were no divine law against adultery, would the act cause any less pain and hurt than it does now to those who are victims of it? How does your answer help to understand why God's law is still in effect? What has been your own experience with the consequences of violating God's law?